Hello and welcome to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. I am your host, Vicky Midwood, and I am bringing you this podcast bi-weekly. We will be talking to guests and I will be talking on my own alternately all about subjects that we want to bring to the forefront of conversations. This is non-censored stuff on subjects that perhaps we don't talk about enough and I truly believe that nothing should be taboo and the more we can talk about things, the more we can bring things into the open, the more we can be totally honest about how we feel and what we think without worrying about judgment from other people, the better. So thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi and welcome to this episode of Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. I am your host and speaker, Vicky Midwood. So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, hello, welcome, thank you for tuning in. This podcast is all about us talking about the stuff that people don't talk about that actually affects all of us. And how I run it is that one week I have a guest and then one week it's me. It's a bi-weekly podcast because I don't know about you, I don't have time to tune in to the podcast every single week. But if I know that it's on twice a week, I'm going to make more of an effort. And so that's what I'm hoping that you will do too. And I hope that you get some takeaways from this particular episode. It's all about instant versus delayed gratification and why we need both. So let's get stuck in. What do we mean by instant gratification? Well, we all know incidents when we just have to pick up our phone, right? Usually when there's a notification that tings or because you want a distraction from what you're doing and the phone is just there. Your eye looks at it and immediately we go and we pick it up. Oftentimes, without even realizing that we've that we've done it it's not a conscious choice we just we just grab it instant gratification will allow us to do a number of things right it will distract us from doing what we're doing if what we're doing feels uncomfortable or hard that's one of the main things one of the main reasons that any of us turn to an external source of something just to help us to change how we feel. Now, for those of you who have not tuned in before, you may or may not know that I am absolutely into spirituality and I, we are whole beings, but we are whole beings that are part of something much bigger. We're part of the universe. And as most of you know, when it comes to physiology and biology, we are electrical in terms of, of our energy. Yeah, well, when you have an ECG for your heart, it's, it's measuring the electrical stimulus. If you've ever used a body fat scale, and uh, you, then you'll know that it's a it's electricity that allows your body to be able to show up on the scale as telling you the recipient of the information how much internal fat you've got how much is under your skin etc etc now we couldn't do any of that if we if we weren't electrical beings we are energetic beings we are spiritual beings as well as human beings and when it comes to how we live and behave in today's world it's very much a set of learned behaviors that we have so when we think back to ourselves and and what things we turn to that give us instant gratification you'll notice it's not necessarily the same thing as your partner or your daughter or your your brother or your sister or your mum or your dad because we all have individual 
things that we tend to turn to that just make us feel good instantaneously. And that's the point. It works flipping fast, right? So when we're talking about changing how we feel and how we behave and the actions that, that we're doing, particularly when I'm working with my disordered eating clients or with people who know that they have gotten into a habit around alcohol that they just feel that they can't change, it's because our instant gratification activities, whatever they may be, repeated often enough do become a habit to the point where we feel that we can't live without them. And that's kind of the definition of addiction. And to be fair, absolutely all of us in today's world that own a mobile phone are addicted to it, right? If we don't have it, we feel uncomfortable. And this is why there are actually retreats where people go to just have a, a literally a detox from their phone. And I know that when people are studying, for example, for exams, uh, especially in today's world with teenagers having the phone available to them all of the time, they find that actually the biggest distractor from them getting through their revision to-do list is the phone. And when I suggest that they switch it off, you can see the look of horror on their faces or put it in a drawer where they can't see it. Because all of those things go against what we kind of really want to do. It's familiar. And this is the thing, it's familiar and it's comforting. If we can see the phone, we know it's there. We somehow feel safe. And that is what it's all about. When we're looking for instant gratification, it's usually to change an emotion or a feeling or a sensation, physical sensation, or a thought that we don't want to be feeling or thinking anymore. And it works. And that's the point of it. Look, let's face it, if it didn't work, we wouldn't do it again, would we? Yeah, if, if every single time you ate a chocolate biscuit, you threw up, I think you'd suddenly quite quickly stop eating chocolate biscuits. And that's kind of the, the premise behind abuse when it comes to, to alcohol. For those of you who don't know, there is, a, there is a particular medication that you can take that if you do drink alcohol when you have decided that you don't want to anymore, that it will make you vomit. Uh, and some people feel that with that deterrent, it's, it's easier for them to not do it. However, in my opinion, it's it's not great because you need to deal with the reasons why we turn to those things. And I've already mentioned some of those reasons. Now, when you look on Google and when you look on the internet about you know instant gratification and, and is it a good thing or is it a bad thing, most of the stuff that I've found is talking about how it, it's not necessarily helpful. And I'm gonna disagree with that. Um, but first of all, Let's look at what we mean by delayed gratification and why actually for most of us, that is a preferred way to go. It's not the only way and it shouldn't always be the choice, right? There is room for both. But what do we mean by delayed gratification? Well, it means that instead of having something instantaneously, right, instead of deciding you can't be bothered to cook and you're just gonna pick up the phone and order a takeaway, what you decide to do is just wait, maybe look in the fridge, see what you've actually got. And could you put a meal together in less than the time it would take for you to actually place the order and wait for it to be delivered? Now, in 90% of the cases, the answer is yes. However, if nothing will do except for that Indian takeaway or whatever your choice of takeaway is on that day, in that moment, 
then that's not where your brain's going to take you. You're not going to be able to delay it. You've already decided. But when we do practice delayed gratification, what we get then is an amazing sense of achievement and pride. And the beauty of a sense of achievement and pride is that it makes us feel good every time we think about it and every time we remember it. So why is it important? Well, think about instant gratification and how does that make you feel afterwards? Now, for a lot of people, it makes them feel guilty. It makes them feel like they shouldn't have done it. Perhaps they are a bit ashamed. Perhaps they decided that they weren't going to do that thing. They weren't going to have that drink. They weren't going to eat cake or chocolate today or whatever it happens to be. And, and But they do. And so then they feel ashamed or even a failure that they can't do what they said they were going to do. So although it changed the mood for that instant, it made you feel better. It allowed you to switch off. It allowed you to numb out. It allowed you to change your energy or your vibration. And tick, 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 all those boxes. It did do that, but it was short-lived. When you have practiced delayed gratification, when you've put something off until it's so much nicer. You feel so much more comfortable, happy, pleased to be doing it, rather than you get in the guilt and the shame and the anxiety about why did I do it again? So is there a place for both? Well, yeah, I absolutely believe there is. I mean, think about it. There are some times in our lives when we feel that we just need to have that little boost. And if we have that little boost, it actually enables us to carry on then with the task that maybe momentarily was causing us a little bit of distress or a little bit of discomfort. And in that instant, is it worth it and should you do it? Absolutely, yes. If by having one thing that you know is gonna help you to get on with doing whatever it is that you're struggling with, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? But here's the thing, it's how we think about it. And this is the problem. And it comes down to our thinking. And this is where we have to understand ourselves and our thought patterns, because our thought patterns are things that we have picked up. And a lot of our thoughts are not even our own. They're things that we've picked up between the ages of naught and seven. And then when we get to sort of around five or six, we start to put some interpretations on what we see and some meaning behind the thoughts. And we start to have perceptions of things. And this is where, depending on your background and what you were fed in terms of what you saw, what you heard, what smells were around you, what's, what you were kind of allowed to see in terms of television and what conversations you were privy to overhearing when you were a kid, they are going to determine what you think now about yourself, about whether you deserve to have a treat every day because just doing normal day-to-day -day things somehow needs to be, I don't know, deserving of a treat. Or whether you look at things in terms of actually, you know what, well, I know that I'm going to feel better about myself, I'm going to feel prouder, I'm going to get more satisfaction from actually sticking to what I said I was going to do. And then feeling as though I have really worked and deserve 
that treat that I promised myself at the end of the day. And when we're talking about a treat, I want to just get some clarity on that. What does a treat mean? It's one of those words that kind of seems to have changed its meaning, as many have over the years, over the decades. But really what a treat is, is something enjoyable that you don't do very often. Now, for many people, they treat themselves every day or sometimes multiple times a day. Well, then it's no longer actually a treat, is it? It's just part of your day-to-day lifestyle, your day-to-day living choices. So it's not a treat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pose a question, and I don't normally do this on, on podcasts, but think for a moment, what actually really is a treat for you? Just ponder that for a moment. Maybe those of you who keep a journal, maybe journal on it. What actually is a treat? So it's not something that you do every day. It's not something that you do every week usually either. A treat is an extra special something that you really look forward to, that you are that you know you're gonna thoroughly enjoy doing. And when you decide that you are gonna set yourself up to having a treat, when you've done a task, for example, if you're if you're working when you've done a task that you know is challenging, that you know makes you feel uncomfortable at times, that you know takes you into realms that are not necessarily in your field of expertise of excellence, and you're gonna have to find some stuff out and do some digging, and perhaps it's gonna take you a little bit longer than you'd like it to. But when you have done that, and you haven't kept breaking off every five minutes to go and grab some chocolate or some sweets or empty the washing machine or go and do something that will just completely take you off what you're meant to be doing and make it last even longer when you don't do that when you actually knuckle down and focus on getting that task completed knowing that at the end of it you're going to have that thing that you said you were going to do or you're going to go and do the activity that you said you were going to do whatever your treat is just think how that feels in comparison to you having that that regular instant gratification hit that really just allows you to take maybe one step further in the task. Now, this is where you may think, well, hang on a minute, but you're contradicting yourself. Well, potentially, yes, but if the ta- task that you are setting yourself is massive, you know, let's just say that you are putting in a tender for your company for something really, really important. And and that tender could make a massive difference to the way that your your business goes, for example. And if you get that tender, are you just going to sit down and have a piece of chocolate as a celebration, as a treat for saying, hey, well done us or me, if it's just you on your own, or well done to to the company and all the people that have helped to make it happen? Probably not. You're probably going to think about something that would be a treat for everybody. It might be a trip out. It might be a night out. It might be be a weekend away. Who knows what it might be? It may be that, you know, the whole whole company upgrades their cars and and people get to choose um, which car they're going to be driving, whatever it happens to be. But think about that and how much more satisfaction and joy you would get from working towards that 
without every single tiny step of the way, you keep breaking off for a treat. Now, would you break that up into small tasks and probably have mini treats? Yes. But think about what you are actually treating yourself with. And I'm going back to what I said earlier. What are the things that you turn to for instant gratification? Now, normally, there are things that, that we ingest or that we can actually physically purchase. So it tends to be things that we can grab quickly, right? Or we can buy quickly. Now, I know that for some people, sex is one of those things. It's not always something that you can do quickly. Um, but gambling now everywhere, online, instant gratification. You can go on your phone. You've got apps for everything. And I know I was talking about how brilliant apps are in terms of you trying to get some stuff done without having to wait in a telephone queue with that obnoxious music and the recorded message. Saying, we are waiting. Please stay on the line. Your call is important to us. All of that kind of stuff. But what I want you to think about is, what are the things that I turn to? And are they things that actually, when I keep repeating them, make me personally feel worse about myself? Because if your instant gratification choices are leading to long-term unhappiness, dissatisfaction, low confidence, lack of energy, feeling ashamed about yourself, not liking yourself, then we have to question, are they actually worth it? Or would it be better if you could start to practice delayed gratification? Now, I teach this when it comes to helping my clients with their binge eating and emotional eating. So obviously, it's centered around food and, and that behavior. But it can be anything. It can be alcohol too. It can be shopping. It can be, you know, it can be you taking steps to ask somebody to keep a hold of your credit card or to hide it somewhere that you would not even think about finding it until you actually ask for it so you can't keep online shopping, right? It may be that you decide that you are going to actually disable any gambling apps that you might have on your computer, tablet, laptop, whatever, phone. And you can only gamble and use them again by when by having to reinstall them, which means you'll have to wait, which means you'll have to have a conscious choice about actually, do I really want to go through all the effort of doing this? Because by the time you've done it, you've probably lost the reason why you wanted to have that hit in the moment. And that's the other thing that I was going to suggest that people want to do is think about the reasons that you feel you need to get that quick hit. Is it because it's just easy and it saves time. And if it is helpful and it's easy and it saves time, then fine, keep doing it. If it works and it's not detrimental, keep doing it. And this is the whole point of this podcast. They're not all bad instant gratification choices and activities. Just like delayed gratification choices and activities are not all good. In terms of is delayed satisfaction usually going to give you a longer lasting, more confident building, more self-worth improving outcome? Absolutely, yes. Right, but is there a place for short-term instant gratification? There is, unless you know it's harmful to you mentally, emotionally, and physically. And if you are having 
issues around food and alcohol or anxiety because feelings of anxiety and discomfort or depression are massive when it comes to us wanting to have a hit of something that will just give us a boost to make us feel better temporarily because we just can't bear feeling the way that we're feeling anymore. If that is you, I want you to know that you do not have to stay that way. You're not flawed or broken. Right? What there is is an issue that's going on internally with your physical body, biochemically, neurophysiology, but also in how your thoughts and your programming, if you like, have been wired. And you can change them and you can rewire. And when you do it with somebody who knows how to do it in the right way, with the right steps, in the right order for you, they can tell you that you do not have to stay feeling hopeless and stuck. And you don't need to keep relying on instant gratification activities. There is another way. And if you want to find out more, I would love to have a chat with you. The link will be in the notes for the podcast for you to book a call with me. And of course, you can connect with me on social media. I want to thank you for listening. This has been Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. And I am your host, Vicky Midwood. Have a lovely day. Whatever you do, take care of you.